0: to 54 Live, your live golf podcast. I am your host, Dixie's, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Jake. What's up, Jake?
1: Life is pretty awesome right now. I mean... Who would have thought what happened last weekend would have happened? I, I'm sure. I know you finally got a chance to watch you know, the entirety of, of the round and yeah, be able to man. see everything. I know you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's tough when it's those late night events, you know, especially with everything going on. But yeah, I, I, I was able to catch up yesterday on the CW, but I am happy that they are getting back to the States and they're getting back to Jakey's backyard, right?
1: Yes. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I, I am in Oklahoma City area, but at the same time, yeah, pretty come close. I'm excited. It's going to be really cool next week um, because, you know, we have that event going on alongside the Byron Nelson. So if you guys don't know, um, Byron Nelson is the, the event that takes place in Dallas. At, it used to take place at TPC Las Colinas on the PGA Tour, but... Um, they changed the venue a couple of years ago and I haven't been back since cause I like that. The old, the old venue. Anyway, I, I
0: didn't know it was running concurrently.
1: Yeah. It's, it's going to be concurrent the same time as the Byron Nelson. So that's a pretty cool opportunity for live to kind of match up. Cause it's a, it's a four and a half hour difference. Like, you know, from where they're at, like uh, Tulsa to Dallas is four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very cool to be able to see this is kind of the first chance for live to go heads up with the PGA tour.
0: Yeah especially right there, you know, so close together. And yeah. That's two weeks away. That's May 12th to the 14th. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just looking ahead, I don't know how much of a preview we'll be able to do with that. We'll definitely get a preview in. Um, Recap-wise, I will be I will be away that weekend. I'm going to Pinehurst, uh, which nice. I'm looking forward to. You know, getting some, you know, three, three nights, four days, four rounds of golf, and finishing up playing Pinehurst number two. So, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but We'll work something out. You know, we cannot not have a preview and recap when it's being, you know, so close. And, you know, fingers crossed, we're working on getting Jake there on the grounds for at least a day or two. I'll
1: make sure to find a way out there, even if I have to just go, you know, hobo with the shotgun backyard. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding.
0: We'll we'll get tickets. We'll easily get tickets. (laughs) But... Real quick, before we get into the you know swing of things, I just wanted to make one quick announcement that Jake doesn't even know yet because I just got the email at four oh six. Um, I'm you know fifty four live podcasts is subscribed to Chartable, which charts all the podcasts in you know U S., Great Britain, Canada, Australia. So I'm always checking the numbers, and we just hit you know our highest point this year. Um, we are currently at 52nd in the United States for golf, Apple podcasts. We're up 36 spots and we almost cracked the top 100 in Australia. We're at 102 in Australia, 120 in Great Britain and 142 in Canada. But hey, 52nd in the state, that's of all Golf podcasts, I know people might think like Oh, t- you know, 50, That that's Not a lot, but you know, there's hundreds And hundreds of golf podcasts out there And we're in the top 52, so just wanted to give a, Ourselves a little pat on the back there That's a pretty
1: cool feeling, I like that I like yeah. hearing that, thank you guys for listening in I mean, I know that there's always kind of trouble with About, you know, how to schedule how, What to go on, but you know, this is a conversation And obviously the more we converse with you The more that we get to really you know, be able to have fun and just talk about golf,
0: which is just awesome. And I mean, how about the Gooch, man, going back to back to back Back. crazy. He's just, he's on a, on a different level right now. And the funny thing is people were saying like, uh, he's only playing against, you know, 47 other guys. He wouldn't be playing like this on the PGA tour. You know, I, I disagree because he's playing out of his mind right now. And, I think he's a top twenty player in the world right now, easily.
1: Well, he, well, he was basically a top twenty-five player whenever he left for live. Yeah. He was like twenty-eighth in the world, um, which you know means you're you're on, you're not golf's kind of funny because obviously it takes for uh, your your world rankings traditionally would rise up before your celebrity status rises up, and so he had been on the rise of his world ranking points before he left for Live, but wasn't quite a celebrity yet. So people knew he had talent, but didn't know he didn't have name value. He wasn't, you know, believe it, if you asked 100 people in Oklahoma a year ago who's better at golf, Taylor Gooch or Ricky Fowler, they'd say Ricky Fowler. Definitely. Even though Gooch would beat that guy eight times out of 10
0: right now. Yeah. And, and we, you know, we said weeks ago about like the best, or in the lead up to the Masters, the best bad, bad golf golfer. Mm-hmm. I think Ricky Fowler is the Biggest bad? Ugh, how can I word this? He's, uh, he's he, obviously he's not a bad golfer. He's he's a pro You golfer. mean like somebody who blows leads? No, I mean someone that's more popular than the way he plays. You know? Oh, yes, like, yes. Who's somebody who's, whose
1: celebrity status outweighs his ability by
0: by a large margin? The, the the amount of publicity that Ricky Fowler gets versus play on the course, especially in the past, you know, few years. You know, I don't think he, you know. Like, I don't think there's anybody else pretty much. I mean, I can't think of a
1: single other player, um, you know, cause hey, granted he's a, he does show up and he does get his name on the leaderboard in certain events, but it's, it's usually a weaker field event where he's actually challenging. Yeah. And I mean, for, uh, the reason why we talk about something like this right here is that we had a, a heads up situation this past weekend where we had, you know, Mexico open versus, uh, live in Singapore. Right. And people were talking about, Oh, Tony Fino won. Tony Fino. Realistically, he only, there was only three guys in that field who realistically could have beaten Tony Fino on, on, uh, if you give, and when I want to say like six out of 10, like we're talking like six out of 10 weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Six out of 10 or, or, you know, 50, 50, obviously you know? John Rahm's the John Rahm, And that was the one, that was one of the few guys that there was also Taylor pendrith who honestly really couldn't beat Tony Fino. Uh, Akshay Bhatia is a, a you know a rising star, and that's why he was on the final day. And then you had Cameron Champ, um, and it was just a pathetically weak field. And there's a reason why uh, Finau and John Rahm were the were the top two in that field. It's because they're the only two you know top twelve you know quality players out there. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, a- any week, anything can happen, right? But cream rises to the top. Whenever you're playing in in major in ma- in major tournament season, which is right now, yep. when the got when the big names are at an event, they're going to play. You know, in major championship caliber form, right? Yep.
0: PGA is a few weeks away. U.S. Opens a few weeks after that, and then the right.
1: So you're going to see you're seeing John Rahman and Finau out there playing in championship form, right? Yes. You're not playing you're not seeing them play in, you know, late October form with, you know, a hangover and beer belly, um, mm-hmm. off after not hitting clubs for two weeks. You're seeing them play, hey, I played the Masters two weeks ago. I'm getting pumped for, you know, the PGA. Um, so yeah, you're you're not what I'm saying is is that there was realistically nobody at that field who was going to beat Fino and Riam versus over at Live, you have So many guys. So many guys Uh, probably 30 guys who you could realistically say could win any week.
0: Yeah. When you stacked up the field, yeah. Live versus the Mexico open live obviously had, it. and there's going to be some weeks where, you know, the PGA will have it as well. Like, especially if they go up against an elevated event, you know, like the PGA will take that, you know, but you know, it is what it is you know and like we keep saying like you don't have to pick you could be fans of both but we we completely went off on a tangent with Ricky Fowler but I was just thinking of one more thing on him he's like the Baker Mayfield of golf because Baker Uh. Mayfield got millions of endorsements and every other commercial was Baker Mayfield and he horrible on the field you know at least Ricky Fowler accomplished something you know that's a good point. I, I
1: give give Baker Mayfield some credit, though. I mean, his, his body got beaten up way more, yeah. and, and his team never allowed him to fully recover physically. No. And, so and I don't blame you know, him.
0: You know, speaking on that, you know, that's a big question. Mark Price Young, the number one drafted player this past week, you know, a smaller quarterback, you know, like you got to worry about that. And that's exactly what you said last week about Will El You know, like yeah. the body can only take so much. The human body can only take so much.
1: Right. And and I think that's part of why we're seeing the live guys, you know, playing good golf because they're the three day events that is so much easier on your body physically. It's the dumbest thing. We don't think about it, but walking a golf
0: course, man, it can be war on your, on your joints. It really can. And you only have to play 14 events a year, you Mm -hmm. know, so an extra round 14 times, that's like playing you know, three and a half less events a year. You know, like, let's say somebody on the PGA Tour only played 14 events. They would still have to play, you know, 56 rounds of golf. Whereas, if they made the cut. But with this, live, you're only playing 42. So, it's less, you know, it's one less day to prepare as well. And, you know, they spaced it out where they're getting, you know, like now during quote-unquote major season, they're getting two weeks in between events, you know?
1: Which I, I like that. and And... The cool thing as well is is one thing I love about the live system is that there's opportunities for, hey, the guys who want to play more events, they have the opportunity to go and play more of those events. Asian Uh, tour. Yeah. Asian tour. And then not only that, but um, uh, we also have like, you know, Carlos Ortiz who will go and play Mexican tour events, which I I love seeing that. Yeah. well, I mean, I just want to see like I like you know Ustazen and the boys go and round out in the uh, sunshine. and Then we have you know the you know
0: Cam going and and, and balling out in the Aussie PGA. I mean, yeah, cool. then he had Poulter and, and you know Stenson and West would go out to the uh, it was the Asian Tour, correct. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Stenson and Poulter went out to the Hong Kong Open because the top three finishers got an exemption into the uh, British Open this year. Yeah. Um, they didn't qualify. But, speaking
0: uh, on that, that was yeah. next on our list. Gooch. Now, mm. you know more than me. He doesn't have status for the – what's his status for the next for the, three? You,
1: he's good for everything except for the U.S. Open. Okay, that's what it was for this year yep. for this year only okay. um
0: so and he, he's he will, gonna play in the pga which honestly he should be a, a you know if you want value i guarantee you the sports books aren't gonna place a lot of you know they're not gonna rank him pretty high on the favorites list you know i don't think they would you know but vegas knows best but his form right now going into the pga up in oak hill man
1: very strong yeah. i i i've I will tell you this. I I'm very curious to see how it works out because Tulsa will be the week before that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's Tulsa and then the PGA. And so I, I think kind of like with Brooks, you know, he went in Orlando, you know, whipped, whipped it out, showed as who the boss is and hasn't turned it off since. Um, Gooch has been on a tear since Adelaide. Um, I'm curious to see how it, how it correlates into uh, Tulsa. Um, if it continues. Um, And then, yeah, I'll be basing a lot of thoughts about the PGA based on how things go down in Tulsa.
0: Yeah, I I would say right now, if I had to pick maybe like three or four guys on Lib right now who has the best chance to to win in Oak Hill, obviously it's Brooks because, you know, he's a major assassin and, you know, he's been playing well. He had a third-place finish in Singapore. Um, Gooch, obviously. You know, that's stated. And I would say Cam Smith, he's coming along. He just had a fourth and a seventh place finish his last two events. Mm -hmm. And you got to go with my guy, Patrick Reed, because, you know, he has top 20s in four of the last five live events, and he had a top 10 at the Masters. So those would be my guys. And I I don't know, you know, obviously Phil's playing, um, you know, Bryson and Dustin will play because of their exemptions, I believe, is how how much more does Dustin have?
1: Uh, Dustin, I believe is, he's still in the top 50 uh, and, and, yeah. and, or, or what? Well, he, and fell, ex- he fell out, he fell, he out. He fell, fell out of the top 50. The,
0: the, the, yeah. the uh, 2020 was the, uh, Masters, right? So he has Yes, until- so he yeah. has,
1: by that, he has exemptions through 2025
0: at least. Yeah. Um, that's how it works usually. Same um, thing with Bryson. He won in 2020, right? Wasn't he yeah, so, open in the fall that year? Yes. And so,
1: yeah, so... Dustin's still okay. Um, believe it or not, and we were talking about this. I messaged you this, about, about this a few weeks ago. I mean, Honor uh, Lahiri did get an invite, by the way, to the PGA. Really? Yes, I'm very happy about that. He got an invite. I uh,
0: love how the major, you know, these major tournaments are just like really like looking past the whole Liv versus PGA and taking their own stand because honestly, you need the best guys in the world at the majors. But
1: well, and the, and the big reason this this is. A big part of why they are majors. People always say, well, why wasn't the Players' Championship ever actually a major? Uh, do you know why, Digsie? No, I don't. The Players' Championship can't be PGA. considered a major because it's run by a tour. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Augusta National runs the Masters. The PGA of America, which is not the PGA Tour. This is a very different organization, runs the PGA Championship. U.S. Open, run by the USGA, and then, of course, the Royal and Ancient Society uh, runs the, the British. Yeah. Yes, the Open Championship. I always refer to it as the British, but it is the Open Championship. Yeah. So, please don't get mad at me if I ever call it the British.
0: I, I always call it the British, too, but, you know, I try to be politically correct over here. But now, speaking about that, we're jumping our, on our uh, my little notes here. We're jumping back and forth, but speaking of the PGA of America... DJ and Brooks said that they want to play on the Ryder Cup if they're invited. What do you think about that? I
1: will be very curious to see how that goes. Um, We obviously saw the shunning happen with the President's Cup where, you know, Cameron Smith was beyond qualified, right? He was the top-ranked player on that international team field yep. by leaps, bounds, and chicken pounds, uh, and he got shunned. Um, I don't see them getting called the world for that Ryder Cup. Uh, Jack Zach Johnson is the captain, yeah, but he is a tour simp. He is somebody who, um, you know, yeah, he's not breaking from the PGA Tour. Like he's he's going to do what Jay Monahan wants, and so he, they're not getting called up.
0: Honestly, that that's a shame. Now, obviously, they could still play their way on it because. Brooks earned a ton of points with the uh, masters. And I believe he's in like the top what, 15 right now.
1: I mean, I I, they, I think they can, but at the same time, remember, Cam Smith was the top qualified person yeah. and got shunned. Now it may be that there's a different governing body for the international team versus the Ryder cup situation. But uh, I uh, live players got shunned from, from the, from the, president's cup i don't see them not getting shunned for Ryder cup as well
0: now who is the uh for some reason it's it's you know not in my head right now who is the uh european captain this time around
1: um it is luke donald okay remember he was the one who got who got replaced
0: by uh stenson Stenson, yeah he replaced stenson i I, yes i don't know like part of me could see him maybe you if anyone him. is going to break from it, it will be Luke Donald. Yeah. He's,
1: he's actually posted some positive live-type tweets talking about, "Hey, these guys are playing some good golf. Hey, yeah. they're playing in good conditions." Um, and not only that, but remember, Luke Donald. You know, Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson. He's he, like I said, he's 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 kind of like Immelman in a lot of ways. Like I could totally understand Immelman not wanting to break from from rank because mm-hmm. obviously he was trying to get his CBS job sorted out. Um, so when that happens, you know, you're not going to break rank, <laughs> um, but Luke Donald's not going for the box. Um, no. He's a, he's a player. And not only that, but there's a lot of guys on the international squad that, I mean, are his, he's played with for his whole career, right? And
0: honestly, all around golf and all around, we see it on Twitter because we're on golf Twitter a lot. I feel like the tone has shifted a little bit and that was helped by the, the masters because you had a lot of guys that were talking a lot of these big name podcasts, like the biggest golf podcasts in the world or one of the biggest, no laying up. They talk so much shit about live, but you had guys there saying that they were rooting for Brooks and they enjoyed watching Brooks. Like I never thought that would have happened, you know? So, you know, the tone has shifted and the further and further along you get another year or two, I really think this will be a moot point. The official World Golf Rankings have to give these guys points because, you know, like what Gooch is doing and now and not getting world ranking points. Like, granted, you don't want to give him the full world ranking points because he's not playing against, you know, 100 and what players with the cut. So be it. But there has to be some sort of scaled version of points that he's getting, whether it be like 50 percent or 75 percent, what have you, you know?
1: Right. Well, that's why I love the uh, TUGR because they don't take that into effect. Exactly. They just take they just take heads up. Who did you play against? How much did you beat them by? Okay, you stopped them. You're moving up in rankings. That's what I like. Yep. Um, and they're also re- pr- proving to be more accurate as far as predicting results and finishes of individual matchups than um, the uh, than the uh, uh, currently non official world golf rankings, yes. as I call them. <laughs> <laughs> no um but yeah it's uh if we if we're going to see anybody in Ryder Cup from live it will be more likely from Luke Donald but um the players that would be eligible for Luke Donald like it's pretty much Sergio or nobody because yeah. Westwood would have to wake up um Stenson would have to wake up uh Poulter would
0: have to wake up and we'll talk about more that more of that later yeah it's not like in an international Right, where it, it's it really just just Sergio, and that would be it. Yep. Now, last thing before we get back on track here: if Brooks or DJ make it in the top eight, do you see them turning around and saying, "No, you can't come play"?
1: Yeah, they're gonna, they're not going to let them play. Really? I mean, rem- remember, even if they make it, even if they make it, you, you got to remember this is the same situation that that banned Cam Smith last year, and Cam Smith was literally the best top player. By all the point standings, by all the ranking standings, by everything, he really? was the top player on the international squad, and they didn't let him play. Such a shame. So they're not going to let them play. I mean, it, it, I, I just – it's no. The answer is no. Yeah, there, there's horrible. Yeah, it is what it is, but it's no. They're not going right. to be playing.
0: All right, let's move on, and I, I just want to put this quick tidbit on there. If you hear me scream in the next, you know, 40 minutes, the Rangers, Devils, Game 7 just started, so – I'm a Ranger fan. If you hear me scream? That's why. But anyway, back to Singapore. Gooch back to back playoff against Sergio. Did you think anybody was gonna take it from Gooch? Um,
1: I thought if anybody could, it was Sergio. However, when Sergio didn't get that birdie putt when play resumed, um, that by the way, anytime that you that you. That was so lame. I mean, it's not, it's not their, his choice, obviously. They, they called play. If you guys don't remember, they called play with like four holes left. Mm-hmm. Um, Sergio had a, uh, had literally putted as, but he had, he had a 0% chance makeable putt. I mean, he almost made it, but it was a 0% chance make for Birdie for like 65 yards with like 30, 30 feet of swing. And he just, he just, and he missed it by like two inches and, uh, got the par, right? Um, Sergio had a six, like a seven footer for birdie, that he had to sit there and know that he had to think about and know about for yeah. like. An hour and a half. That is the definition of icing the kicker. I
0: know. <laughs> Saw that with Brooks at the, at the um, Masters. Remember? Oh, he had yeah. that putt mm-hmm. on um, in the middle of. I forget. It was the second or the third round. They called play. Mm-hmm. He walked the putt for like a good ten minutes after they called play, and then the next day he went to the putting green. And he kept hitting that, putt, hitting that putt, hitting that putt, hitting that putt. He got onto the green. He missed it. Yeah, now, you're, so gonna, you're not going to make that putt. You're I overthinking mean.
1: it. You're overthinking it. Um, putting is like an instinct thing and, confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you think about it, the less confident you are. It's so dumb. Like, like I wish that I could just take a shot of whiskey, like before every putt.
0: I know. You know? Yeah. I, I switched back to low hand low and um, I, I the beginning of this year, like last year I started tweaking with it and I was putting good. But then this year I started doing it and I felt uncomfortable. So I went back to regular and the last round out, after the front nine i went the low hand low and man i was just like i saw that first putt it rolled perfectly uh, it didn't go in but the roll was so pure like you know what i'm talking about when you you
1: oh, uh, strike
0: yeah. a putt and you see that roll and you're like well, wow, and that's you a know cool it's roll. in the hole before you even before you even get there you're just yeah. like, that's so, like, in the that, hole the rest the rest of the eight holes i played i was stroking the the putts so well just because i had that confidence you know like in I believe Ben Crenshaw said that, right? Like, putting is all about confidence, or was it right. Brad Faxon, one of them? You
1: know, uh, somebody did at some, some point.
0: Somebody, some great putter said that, but yeah, yeah it's all about
1: but, confidence. But more than that, I mean, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I, I knew once they called the play and once Sergio came back and missed that putt, I knew that it would, it was going to be basically him and him and mm-hmm. Gooch because Brooks wasn't making putts. He still hasn't fixed his putting issue, and it's so amazing Look at the Masters. Look at, uh, at Adelaide. Look at Singapore. Look at how well he's placed in those three events, and he's been putting like crap. Yeah. And I and, I, and I'm not hating on him. I'm being serious. His yeah. putting is bad, and like as far as executing and getting the the the, the putt in the hole, and he's still playing that good. Do you understand how good a golf you have to play to still
0: shoot that low when your putting is bad? He's just hit. He's hit, those irons are on point. He's driving the ball well getting you know literally good but if he gets the putter going at oak hill man
1: he's gonna if he gets the putter going anywhere
0: he's gonna literally destroy fields yeah it'll be back broken city you know because the last time they had the pga there when duffner won the greens were gettable like he was putting the ball very close to the. that's a name we haven't heard in forever duffner (laughs) right i know (laughs) Yeah, he, he was somebody play. I honestly
1: thought was going to be pursued by Liv because he still had some name recognition yeah, value, but literally has almost, I think
0: he's lost his PGA card, by the way. He's on the corn ferry now? I think he is on the corn ferry now. He, he yeah. made so much money, he could just chill back and watch fucking Alabama football, you know? Where, no, <laughs> Auburn, right? He's all, he's an Auburn guy, right? Or <laughs> I Alabama. don't know him off the top of my head that much, but yeah. Uh, I, I think yeah, he's he, Auburn. I think, I think him and JT had the rivalry.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. He's, he, he's somebody who I thought for a while was going to get pursued by Liv just because of him, like, man.
0: like he was one of my favorite golfer uh, golfer. I, I just said Duffner and golfer together. Well, golf, he's like Duffman. Duff man. No.
1: <laughs> Duff man I think it's time for you to get a wedgie.
0: <laughs> no, no, sorry. That's a, that's a Simpson's quote, but yeah, no, Auburn. Uh, Auburn. he's an Auburn guy.
1: Gotcha. Well, so like, um, you know, and that's but what, what's insane. But so, yeah, it was basically play resumed. Sergio misses the putt. I know that Brooks can't catch him because Brooks is down one shot and Brooks is not putting for crap. Yeah. And so it was to me, Vincent was already out in his head. He wasn't going to get there. So it was literally Sergio or Mito making a miracle, which I, I did say Mito was going to have a good week that week. He did. Solid. Um, he played really well. He finished two back. Um, but I like that three back yeah 14 that's right and they finished at 17 that's right yeah um but yeah so he he got in he got in there he got into a top five position and you know did really well um but he was just too far back didn't have enough holes left and so yeah it was we knew it was gonna be gooch and sergio and it was just it was very cool to see sergio stay in the rhythm after being iced and still make the playoff yeah I knew he didn't have the distance to really challenge Gooch playing that par five over and over again. I mean, I hate to say it, but that that playoff hole was not a fair playoff hole for Sergio to compete against Gooch on. No? I don't think so. It was a par five that was get It's, get, it's gettable in two, but it requires, it requires a huge risk on tee number one, so Sergio didn't feel comfortable taking driver. So, Gooch did. Um, Gooch had about 60 to 70 yards on both the times they played it on Sunday ahead of Sergio. So, Sergio's hitting 302 into the green. Uh, Gooch is hitting like 250 into the green.
0: Yeah, that's completely.
1: Yeah. The only person who had a better chance was Brooks. And Brooks was hitting on the one time that he played it with them. um, Gooch had like 260. To the hole Brooks had like 240.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a club, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, obviously, Brooks missed the green, but the point is, is that that hole. I, once I knew the playoff was on that hole, I knew Gooch was going to win. I actually think I fell asleep just because of like it mm-hmm. was like it was, it was 2 a.m. when I was watching. Yeah. Sorry, uh, but yeah, I knew Sergio wasn't going to win because it was a hole that, unless Gooch hit it in the water, which he almost did in the first playoff hole. He had no chance of actually beating Gooch.
0: Yeah. Well, and then with Gooch's play, the Range Goats, they got their first victory as a team by three strokes. 37 under. Fireballs came in second, 34 under. And the Crushers, we'll get to that right after we speak about the Range Goats, 20 under as a team to come in third place. Wow. That's a a freaking score and a half, huh?
1: That's a day. And that just goes to show you why I live golf's So cool. Cause like Paul Casey was dead last going into that day, but Paul Casey just saddled up, put on a new pair of underwear and said, I'm going for it. And him and him and Howell, both CH three, Chuckie three sticks, both of those guys shot eight, eight under. under. Yep. Yeah. And then Audubon shot four under and uh, yeah, dude, that's a pretty impressive Sunday. I mean, yeah. yeah. Three yeah, guys. Va-
0: <laughs> Harold Varner helped out the range go six under on the final day. Mm-hmm. And, um, Bubba, I don't think Bubba played, or where's Bubba? Bubba, um, Bubba shot like bad. one,
1: like even on that day, yeah. Thomas Peters score True was Wanda. the one that yeah. was taken. Yeah. But, uh, it's really cool to see certain franchises starting to blossom and the, the range goats, you know, we've seen it as far as like, when you look at their team on paper, on paper, their team is very stacked. stacked. Yeah. Stacked. Absolutely.
0: You and didn't so think it would take five events for them to win.
1: Yeah, I didn't think it would either. I thought it would take, you know, a couple because you know, I figured Bubba is the weak player out of the group. He, he is. I mean, no offense to Bubba. I love Bubba. He is the weak player out of the group. Um, but weirdly enough, Peter's had the hard time adjusting yeah. and um, he's finally looking looking more adjusted. But, you know, Gooch has been on fire. Harold Varner has never stopped being consistent. And now that they got, you know, their third, their third fourth kind of coming alive you know you can see this being the franchise of the year
0: in a lot of ways yeah and you know Bubba all Bubba needs to do is turn it on one or two weeks and then you know but it's nice to see these other groups win but it's still the aces is still just geez man they just continually just crush you know Oh,
1: absolutely. There's a reason why. I mean, so earlier today, I tweeted out, you know, they need to change. uh, Dustin needs to change. Sunday for the boys, right? Sunday is for the boys. Yeah,
0: that needs to be the slogan for the aces. Sunday is for the boys. Now, you also came up with an Excel spreadsheet, the most successful live teams. Why don't don't we touch on that real quick?
1: Yeah, so you can see that um, I posted a pre- a, a pre Singapore version of it on my Twitter page. I sent uh, to us in private, a post Singapore one. And, and essentially what I'll I've done, I'll retweet
0: it on the 54 live podcast Twitter as well, but go ahead, Jake.
1: Yeah. So the idea behind it is uh, I'm trying to take a point of like, which, which franchises at, at rank are at, and, and, and how are they valuable to live? Like what's the value behind it? And so the idea is a first place for a player uh, by, by team, is worth 12, 12 points. Um, a first place for a team is worth uh, 10 points, second place, five, third place, three. Uh, the idea is basically, Hey, you know, um, how much value is your, is an individual team bringing to live in the circle of live in, in the fan base of live. And when you look at that scope, um, Uh, I only tabulated first place finishes for 2022 season because the chronicles and records are not very good. I can't even find uh, the the, uh, last season uh, team, team rankings.
0: Honestly, Um, when I was doing that, like throughout the year and like, you know, previous shows, whatever, like you kind of have to like Google, you know, mm -hmm. golf, whatever, you know, event final standings and like, look for like an obscure article and see if hopefully they posted the top 10 or, you know, top twenty because you know, like honestly, live just started this week right. or was it next week, last week where you can actually look at the schedule and it will show past events and see those leaderboards. Like even the live golf website, it was so hard to see past leaderboards. It's it, it's, it is, and and I mean, they, obviously they need to do better
1: with that stuff. They do, but I mean, there's 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 so much that they're improving constantly. Yeah. Like I'm going to give them a pass on this. Yeah, but, Every, but anyway, I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, they
0: keep doing stuff. But God.
1: Yeah, but, but uh, basically, you know, in tabulation, um, the four aces are obviously in first place. I mean, they have one first place finish individually, which was Dustin Johnson in, in Boston. Uh, they have six first places in teams. Which is insane. Insane, because the next most is two. Yeah. Um, they have two second places as a team and then one third place. And, this, and, the, and the second places and third places are only this season, by the way. Because, again, yeah, I can't find the, the
0: records from yeah. the past. Uh, and then on that list, you got the High Flyers and the Cliques both have zero points. Yeah,
1: High Flyers and Cliques are the two teams that are bottom-feeding right now. And people, you may, you may understand this because uh, guess who you see the least number of shots of? Now, obviously, the High Flyers are in contention, but guess who you see the least number of shots of uh, – and, you, I, I, and I know this for a fact, uh, the player
0: that actually is shown on camera the least for live golf right now, can you guess who it is? I would say it's probably somebody from, I, I don't know, I might be, uh, I'm thinking cliques, but maybe.
1: Uh, it is burned Wiesberger okay. Bernd Viesberger has only had, I think, seven or eight shots shown by live golf this season. That's crazy. And he's been in all, all the events. I mean, it's not quite that bad, but it's it's, yeah.
0: it's pretty low. It's like um, the so average the high flyers with Phil. You know he's getting attention whether he's playing well or not, you know? Right, right. And the, and the, and
1: the thing is the high-flyers are at least in contention. They haven't quite secured a podium finish. Uh, they got really close, obviously, in um, in Tucson with Brendan Steele. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, um, as far as value points go, high-flyers and cliques are still at zero historically. Um, Four aces are at 84 total. And then you got those three teams at 30, right? Yeah. You have um, three teams in the 30s, which are the Range Goats because, you know, back-to-back wins by Taylor Gooch and the first place. Congratulations, Range Goats. Smash GC and then Stingers. Um, um, Fireballs, Stingers, and Smash. Oh, yeah. There's also Fireballs at 37. So, yeah, Smash is at 39. Range Goats are at 39. Um, Fireballs are at 37. And then you have the Ripper, the uh, Stingers yeah. at 36.
0: And it's great. Honestly, the, the, that that Ripper's not higher is crazy, but you have to factor in. They've only been around for five events, but I would think Ripper would be higher, you know? And then even the Crushers right. with Charles the third's hot start, you know? Well, and, and the Ripper, Ripper, Ripper
1: includes the results of Cam Smith last year. Wow. They just, again, they were just so weak yeah. prior to Cam Smith coming on. And then last year, they just weren't gelling. Um, not very strong, still haven't really figured out the fourth, the third and fourth slots. I mean, Matt Jones and Jed Morgan are waking up a little bit more often, but you know, it's, it's, they, they have, if you look at their rankings overall, they're a little on the weak side, but um, they at least have an individual win. Um, right. They have an individual winners. Him as Majestics. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I expect high flyers will get on the podium pretty soon. They're, they're making the right moves. I'm curious, though, like what the plan is for the Cliques long term. You know,
0: it's a big question to ask. They, they need to totally rebrand that team. You know, I, I don't think they need to rebrand. I like the not, brand. Not, you but know I, what I mean? Like retool the team. Like, retool you know, the yeah. team. That's a fair
1: way to say it. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful for Martin Keimer to fully return to form. Um, I don't know what it looks like long term for that team. Um, yeah, yeah I, I love Richard Bland. I think that he's really, t- really a cool guy. I like GMAC as a person. Um, I just don't know what they're going to do to be competitive, and that's something they, they have to actually ask themselves: like, what are we doing to make this team competitive, yeah. right? And so speaking like, about curious. being
0: competitive, our weekly—not weekly, but our episodic portion of the show, when we speak about Siwon Kim, he did not. Let's give him a round of applause. Because he did not finish in last place this week.
1: You know, he actually shot all three rounds under 75.
0: Yeah, wow. But he it also was, had he to... He <laughs>
1: wasn't able to break 75 for the longest time. Yeah, no. So he shot four four of his last six rounds under 75, which you've got to understand that was a big deal because he was he was not doing that. And, um, you know, I believe... Obviously, there's... I believe there's multiple levels of handicap, right? There's daily play handicap. There's tournament handicap. There's pro tournament handicap, but then there's high tier pro tournament handicap. And when you're playing high tier pro tournament, you have to be able to break 75. Yeah. And he hadn't been able to do it.
0: He's starting to do that. But this was also the event that he, we said that this would be the, the event where he should shine because, yeah. you know, he's from the area, you know? Well, and he also had won a tournament on that course. Yeah. I didn't know that, but he had, and this is, i'm
1: i'm a 45th, concerned.
0: you know yeah. one all of us still when you're that familiar with the it's not too good
1: i'm very concerned with what the what the iron had to do long term you had kieran vincent on the sidelines watching cheering on his brother scotty vincent who you know did really well um got to show his personality a little bit this season this week which is pretty cool yeah um Kieran Vincent is somebody who might qualify for Live next yeah, he's season. He's in the so. top three right now with the uh, International Series Order of Merit, right? Correct, correct. So, you know, keeping a close eye on him and what will happen. Um, there are no Live players in this week's International Series in this week's Asian Tour event, which I believe is an International Series event. I will have to look it up. So, I got keep it, an right eye on, on that. that yeah, but C one uh, trending better wasn't enough though from wasn't very, there wasn't enough positives for me to really say like, Hey, this is looking good, but we found out. And I told you this in, in a DM why C1 Kim is not getting punted yet. And if, and I'm sure many of you guys have been wondering like, why is this guy still playing with them? I know why. And I told this to date Di- to, to Dixie Dixie. You want to share why? Yeah, let us know. Oh, okay. So he actually, because of his order of merit finish on the Asian tour, um, actually has an exemption into the PGA Championship. Yep. Yeah.
0: So when, when Jake told me that, I said, "You got to be kidding me." Yeah. Because, oof. Yeah. He'll be lucky to make the cut. Oh. We, <laughs> he'll be lucky. To how beat embarrassing him. is it going to be for Live if no. you know C1 Cam comes in last behind the PGA of America pros? That oh god I yeah. hadn't even thought about like, that. Think about that for a second. I, like, I don't that's want That's probably not possible, but is very possible by the way C1 Kim is playing. Like you might yeah. have PGA. You know, if P, if the P, if you guys aren't familiar, the PGA Championship there's what thirty or so, right? Would you say? Yeah, well, the PGA Championship. The
1: the two biggest. Uh, uh, so the Masters obviously has a very tiny
0: field, right? Yeah, the, uh, US Their Open whole field. thing is the amateurs. Right. And U.S. The PG- Open, we can play in the U.S. Open if mm-hmm. we wanted to, if we had a one uh, under one handicap and we went to local qualifying. You know, any Joe Schmo can qualify for the U.S. Open or the British Open. That's why it's called an Open.
1: Yes. And, and then, the then, of PGA, course, the PGA
0: is kind of similar, but it's through the PGA of America channels. Yeah. So if you're a PGA teaching pro, you can qualify and pe- play for the PGA championship. So you can have regular teaching pros that aren't tour pros beating C1 Ken. And there's going to be some of those that do that. Yeah. There's and definitely going to be some, you just hope that he doesn't, you know, like some you can deal with. You just hope he's not last and you have all the PGA teaching, oh, which God. I Could, doubt, you imagine? Could you imagine how bad that would be? There's going to be some bad guys that are going to shoot astronomical scores. Like, you know, hopefully he just breaks 75 and, if he breaks 75, he, he won't be in last place. Obviously. He won't, he won't make the cut, but he won't, you know. Right, he won't Cubs be in. an embarrassment. Yes, he won't be an embarrassment.
1: Which, um, but yeah, if you were, the, uh, for those of us that are wondering, you know, why has C1 Kim, you know, not been punted to the bench, uh, that's why. Um,
0: yeah. We He's might an extra, see it happen. Extra number to pad the stats when they show how many Lib guys are in the PGA field. Which is pretty important to live right
1: now, um, yeah, because course. they're obviously trying to showcase that, hey, we deserve to be here. We deserve to be here. We have guys that qualify for this, yada, yada. So that's a but that's a reason why you're not seeing him get punted. He might take us to have an accident uh, after the
0: PGA. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we might see Greg Norman strangle him in the trailer. He you might know, slip down a, a flight of stairs. Yeah, he might miss up where we he, heard that before. Right. Yeah, he
1: might miss a plane flight. He uh, his passport could get revoked. I don't know, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> That'd be funny. Now before we wrap things up, there's one team that we need to speak about because as much crap we spoke about the cliques and the high flyers and the iron heads because of C one Kim, there's another team that is in dead last place. They only have four points mm-hmm. and they pretty much came in. Second to last three times this year, came in last one time this year, and the other time had a sixth place finish. And that team is?
1: The Majestics. What you is know, going on? Well, and part of the problem is that they, um, this is a similar issue for also the Cliques. But if you guys look at average age of players, um, Majestics and Cliques are the oldest two teams. Um, you know, you have on both of those teams, you have a 50-plus-year-old player. Hey, you also have a 50-plus-year-old on the high flyers, but, but Phil's playing good right now. And, and Lee Westwood played good last season. And, they've, and, and the thing is, you know, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, Heinrich Stenson, all three of them have had rounds where you know, or, or an individual event where they've looked halfway decent. I mean, uh, Heinrich Stenson ended up in the top 20 at, uh, in Adelaide.
0: But I the pick, problem is... I picked Lee Westwood as one of my picks this week, and he came in 39th. Yeah, that, that always hurts the soul, doesn't it? Yeah, I was doing some research, and I saw he, he won that once before and played well there once before, and, you know?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, he's, he's looking rough. And it's weird because he was playing great in Jetta. He was playing pretty solid all last season. And this season just, you know, hasn't gotten it up yet. Um Poulter is... Holter has a lot of highlight reel moments, but he also has a lot of blow-up holes. Um, and then we have the issue with Sam Horsfield uh,
0: being out for a while. So, they have Laurie Cantor in. However,
1: Laurie Cantor, shout out for getting that hole-in-one. Yeah, good job, dude. <laughs> uh, take? Stenson
0: hasn't been himself either. You know, like he won at Bedminster last year, but since then, it's been like, you know.
1: Yeah, since the Vertigo incident, he really hasn't yeah. been quite all there. He, like I said, he showed up pretty well in Adelaide, uh, but everybody showed up. Pretty well in Adelaide, so it's kind of hard to judge that. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what they do, man, because uh, again, both of those teams have a lot of value to live outside.
0: Well, outside of their playing, yeah. Right? Marketing, publicity. Their social media accounts are probably other than the high flyers and maybe one other. They're, they're the best run social media accounts, you know. So, I, I guess I would say that for the
1: Majestics brand and the High Flyers brand, they're doing. They understand their weakness on the field, and they're making up for it off the field. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But I, I am keeping a close eye on them, because I, I do want to see what happens, you know, yeah. hey. But, and if you a- had to
0: put money on it, the high flyers have a better chance of winning week in and week out than the Majestics do. Well, absolutely. Especially age-wise, you know, like Phil, mm-hmm. he's he's older than all of them, but he's just a freaking nature. Like, yeah. like, he's like the bionic man. Like, he just, like, he'll have these rounds, and, like, whatever he's doing with his body, man, he's just it's he's in better shape now than he was when he was like in his late thirties early. Well, 40s. Not only that, but like
1: Phil doesn't have back problems. He yeah. doesn't have a big old gut like West has got right now. Yeah. He doesn't have mental issues like Poulter has where, yeah. you know, Poulter will, you know, And I, I say that, I'm not hating on Ian Poulter. I love the guy. I'm just saying, you know, Poulter is kind of like Matty Wolf where, you know, it's, it's, he can get rattled, you know, yeah. when he, when the cage is rattled, the cage is rattled. Yeah. Um, but then we also have, you know, um, you know, he, Phil doesn't have vertigo issues like that that pop up like, um, like you know, Stenson does, where he's just got massive headaches, can't stand up straight at times. So, you know, uh, I don't see Phil as a fifty-plus year old. I really don't, and it's so weird to think about it because he's the oldest player on Live. Like but, honestly, you know, I can still
0: see like L.A. Country Club, man. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. it, it's it's out home- there. Homeboy but- might get it up. You know. I, I remember back when at Wingfoot, I really thought he was gonna do it. I'd placed like some amount of bet that like I would have won like ten grand if Phil I went to this was before they legalized sports gambling in New York. So it was right after my son was born. Like literally like I think a week or two after my son was born. And I was still I took like two week paternity leave with my wife and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go drive out to Jersey and place this bet because I have a feeling Phil's going to win the the US Open at Winkfoot. So I drove out there. My wife was angry because we have a friggin you know, 10 year 10, 10 day old at home and it was horrible weather and I'm driving an hour and a half to Jersey and an hour and a half back and leaving a home with a crying baby. And I placed like $700 to win like 10000 I remember I have a signed Tory Pines Phil Nicholson hat. I wore that hat and when I went up to the counter and said I want to put $700 on Phil. Like the guy like looked at me strange and he had to call somebody in from the back to come to see if they would accept the bet because it was so outrageous and the odds were so high that if he did win, they would have took a nice hit. But I'm feeling like I might do something, not as much, but I'm definitely laying money on Phil at LA country club. You know, you got to be in it to win it, right?
1: That could be a good one. U S open is designed the, the the US Open and the uh the Open Championship are always the most fun to watch for me because they are designed to where it's either you hit the fairway or you get a bogey. Yeah. And that's why I love those, because some open
0: championships, you know, like
1: Right. Well obviously St. Andrews with no win, they mm-hmm. run through it. Yeah. But uh the majority of open championships, like they go out to they go out to Turnberry. Ooh.
0: They go out to Turnberry. Yeah. They go. They go out like to Carnoustie. As car much as team. I, yeah. as much as I love the Masters and just you know it's the first major of the year. Well, it's the majesty. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love U.S. Open's my favorite because yeah. I love seeing freaking high rough i love seeing people hack out of it like yeah I'm I, love see, I love seeing the, the broken clubs the, yeah. the the cussing spells the caddies getting fired yeah. on the course still hitting a putt that's still rolling you know like <laughs> i'm not a big fan of that and shinnecock you know it's happened twice now where the greens have gotten a little too baked out mm-hmm. like that i'm not a fan of but i'm a fan of if you don't hit the fairway you know you're gonna be penalized and yeah i like even par to win i like you know one or two three under to win like that's you know, like yep. you need to stay composed and you just need to go out and play park golf and you'll have a chance to win. Like Marion, when we saw Justin Rose and Phil Mickelson battle down the stretch, that was amazing. You know, Shinnecock, amazing. Beth Pitman.
1: Or uh, Chambers Bay went with Jordan Spieth. Yeah, exactly. That was a good one. That was. And a then, good but one.
0: every once in a while, though, you'll have a runaway like you know Rory did at Congressional, Martin Kyma did at Pinehurst. You know, like he was like eight strokes ahead of you know, like that's that's when it sucks when go- one guy's like so dialed in and he's just so far ahead. There's no competition, and
1: you right because uh, a U.S. Open course is not like an Adelaide. Like an Adelaide, you know. Yeah, guy. every. Yeah, because people were still shooting. You know, Gooch was that far ahead, but yep. people were still shooting seven under you had to the side. It wasn't to
0: bring up my my moment, huh? Yeah, well, I had to. I thought I was apologizing. I thought last week's episode was for apologizing. Well, you know, you, sometimes you gotta kiss the heel again when the homeboy <laughs> wins good. again. It's all good.
1: No, no, I, I'm just you know, it's it's the truth though. It's the truth though because um, you know a course like that where there's still scoring available, but just one guy scoring so much better. That's a whole different ball game than a course where nobody's scoring. Yeah. One guy's found the magic stick. Exactly. You know, and then you're right. So I don't see LA County country club being that. I no. just
0: don't like that. It's in LA. Sorry, California listeners. I just, I, no, I like it because we get, we're going to get primetime golf. Yeah. And these goes, you know, that's okay. 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 I can agree that's with what that. I like I about it, that. you know, cause like I remember the last time when I was at Pebble, when Gary Woodland won, you know, being able to watch mm. golf late. You know, that's why the, the Open Championship, you get to wake up early and watch it. And the U.S. Open on the West Coast, you get some primetime golf. Love it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes now, a lot of sense. Now, one last thing before we go, I was just scrolling on Twitter to look at my... Picks and I saw a little spat that Phil Mickelson had uh, with Colt Notes. Uh, notes said, Serious question. You're all so upset about the official War Golf rankings. If you knew the criteria when you're starting a tour, why wouldn't you just meet it? And Phil said, I saw
1: that. Yeah. And I, I, you know, first of all, I don't like him. His voice is just, he, he sounds like he's a drunk trailer par kick whenever he's talking. I'm sorry. It's all right. I shouldn't talk like that, but that's just like, I don't know what it is, but he just seems like somebody who I just, who I just, who just needs to get bopped on the head. Like a, (laughs) like a, like Little bunny foo foo style. You know,
0: yeah, just like bop! one of those whack whack a mole games. Yes. He really does feel like a whack a mole person. <laughs> but anyway. Phil said <laughs> it's it's the official War Golf rankings job to rank all the players in the world. Maybe they can do their job and figure it out like they do for multiple tours with hundreds of players not even close as good. But that wouldn't hurt the PGA's revenue from CBS, so the leaders won't. And then he said respectfully, I don't need official War Golf ranking points, No, do I care about them for myself. I'm in three majors for the next Thirteen plus years and all four majors through 2025. It's about doing what's right and calling out the collusion that's taking place behind closed door to help JM J Monahan get all his TV money. Yeah, that's, that's right. A, it's exactly what we said earlier in the show. He's completely yeah. right.
1: I mean, it's not about it's 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 about collusion to keep the PGA's money. That's all it is. Yep. And um, so you know you can't trust it. It's not going to be accurate. And as long as it's still based around that, it's not, it's not legitimate. Now, thankfully, I will say this. Thankfully, the number one player in the world is John Rahm. And, um, you know, thankfully he, uh, there is no contest on that right now. I I would be, and the reason why I say that is that I would be very, it would be very annoying, right? If Cam Smith had continued being as dominant going into live as he was, you know, at the start, yeah, like, if, he Cam was like Smith, the if Cam
0: Smith had won
1: the year number one, right? If, if Cam Smith had won, you know, three events at this point and was second place every single week, yeah, it would be very irritating. Being uh, uh, th- even further because I, because you have to sit there and go, he's not. This is bull This is bull crap. You know, if yeah. Cam Smith had finished, you know, first the Masters and then literally. You know, one three or four live events at this point. It would be very annoying because it, you could you could not honestly say that the f- number one player in the world is actually. He drop actually,
0: out of the top five.
1: Uh, he's, he's like number nine or seven yeah. or whatever. But he's going to keep dropping, obviously. And yeah. Um, he's but eight, I mean, I'll, eight right now. Right, but honestly, he hasn't been playing. You know, at that level, so yeah. I, I, I'm not angry about that. What? what it would be for us so irritating if he was playing like that and John Rahm. McElroy and Scheffler weren't playing or didn't have the the the, the start to this year that they had, um, to where everyone's just sitting there going, It's obvious who the real number one is and it's not
0: these guys, yep. you know. And I will um, say one thing, it is impressive. Brooks looks like he's the only golfer right now that started that actually moved up in the official World Golf rankings. I'm sure there might be others. I'm sure Phil probably did, but he Yeah, Phil this Phil season. did, and um
1: there's one other player, uh Reed did. Reed, Reed. well no, Reed went down. Reed went down. Yeah, Reed but, went, he, but he but he went back up after. He went the match. down
0: for playing in the, one of those Asian tour events. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> he right. went over there and actually lost ground.
1: Well, it's kinda like this, you know, Gooch wins back to back. and he goes down from yeah 58. 50, is not like sixtieth in the world or whatever. Insane. It's like, and it's just like obviously this is not correct um so you can't tell me that there are at this moment you know 60 golfers uh, of higher quality than Gooch man Gooch is Gooch is looking like you know a real salad shaker and you may say well he doesn't show up in majors
0: well neither does Max Homa so still, you know like he's still like he's not young he's 31 years old but he's, right. he's young to the scene right right well well and that's why i consider him uh
1: if you look at him and Max Homa, I think, are considerable people to talk about. Yep. People go, Max Homa one more. Uh, well, Tony Finau is one more. Well, those guys, if you look at them, also, you have to take their wins with a caveat as well, because guess when they started winning
0: a lot? When they got into their late twenties. No, when the live guys left. Yeah, true that. Yeah. So I mean, what, what I'm, I'm saying that like, Max's wins were those fall events, and let's right. be real, those really don't.
1: Pay. Yeah, those are those are D. De- well, those I, are D tier.
0: We we can't say that and say they don't count and then say live events count. You no, know, no, no. When I say they
1: count, I mean they count. But I'm saying yeah. it's it's a it's against a D squad field. Exactly. Um,
0: Live's field isn't D squad. It's it's a B squad. Yeah, I would say B squad. You know, um, it, it would be A if you had the Rory's and the Roms and stuff. That that's an A squad. The Masters was an A squad. Anything yeah. else this year is B because it can't be. There'll be no A fields other than honestly the Masters. Is probably the only one because, you know, the U.S. Open and you uh, know, I like, wouldn't go that far. I, I no? wouldn't say that all elevated events in the PGA Tour are still A because you don't think they wouldn't say that B
1: plus or A minuses. Well, they have nine. They have nine of the ten top yeah, players but, in the world. You're right. And 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 I, and I say it like that because but you're missing it,
0: Brooks and Cam, you know. Right,
1: right. But it's still an A field. I mean, True. to have when you have a high enough percentage
0: of the, of the top twenty players, mm-hmm. and I, when I say top twenty, I mean the legitimate top twenty players in the world. But let's would they be top twenty if the live guys are getting point? You know, like you got to right. think about mm-hmm. that too. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. But gotta I mean, devil's advocate, we're, ne- we're never going to know until the official world golf rankings get off their ass. And start giving these guys points. But even when
1: they do, are they actually going to do it in a manner that's that's fair? And no, the they're going to no.
0: give them fractional points. Yeah, and that's not know? that's not good enough. No, not but good enough. hopefully these guys do well enough that you know. Think about it. There's only 48 guys. There's no cut, so you're getting some sort of points every week. You know.
1: I, I don't even care at this point. They, they just only, need
0: to the live guys. They need to show up in the mages. You know, they, keep showing up in the mages, and those are weighted events. You get the most points at mages. Show up at the mages. And you'll be good. Well, and honestly, the only
1: ranking system I actually have fully followed at this point Tugger. is T-U-G-R, Tugging Universal Golf Rankings. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm still aware of a, of, the over, of the of of the the uh, official World Golf Rankings mm-hmm. because of just the conversations. I'm just but so, I don't
0: follow like, them. it's so ingrained in me that, like, if I want to look up World Rankings, I just type in OWGR.com, you know, like, mm-hmm. I need to, I still look at Tugger, you know, but, like, it's just my first, you know, for doing it for years and years and years, you know, it's hard to get away from a habit. I understand,
1: but you know, uh, the more you do it, just the, the more and easier it gets. And, and Tugger's honest because they, it, it you know, it gets sorted very quickly. Yeah. Like, uh, and then more importantly, they include the Champions Tour events, which yeah. is important as well because. Um, Stephen Alker, Stephen Alker, by the way, won last week on the, on the champion store. His first win, by the way, with a new caddy situation, because his previous caddy had passed away the, earlier this year. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah. So um, I was very proud of him being able to get his form back and win.
0: That's very difficult to do. I mean, a caddy relationship, it's, it's your, yeah. it's your bestie. It's your homie. Yep. And, um, so Williams was Tiger Woods' best man or vice versa, you know? Really? Something like that. Yeah. He was, mm-hmm. I believe he was Tiger's best man or... Tiger was his best man. They were they were best that that, but that blew up. That's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. some books written about that if you want to get into it. Well, you know,
1: I mean, you, you, it's, let's be honest. I mean, it's a caddy is a sexist marriage. Yeah, it's what, it's what a caddy is. It's a Honestly,
0: sexist. what I can't wait for is one day if Bones writes a book about <laughs> Phil. I don't think he will. I just you know. I think, I I think, think there's some hush-hush hush money in there. Yeah.
1: I, I think the reason why Bones is stuck around as a top-tier caddy for as long as he yeah. has and transferred between players, which is almost unheard of, yeah. um, is simply because he knows to keep his mouth shut when yeah. it counts. Well,
0: Steve Williams, he went he was on Scott, Adam Scott's bag for a while, but that's the whole, I think the whole Aussie thing had to do with that more than keeping his mouth shut because we know he didn't keep his mouth shut. Right. Um, anyway... Uh, But um, yeah, so I just rechecked my schedule. I was a week off. I'm actually away PGA uh, Championship weekend, so we will have. Yeah, it sucks, but hey, I'll I'll freaking have. I'll be streaming the PGA Championship on the phone while I'm playing Pinehurst. I'll take that. You know. Well, let's
1: make sure to do a pre and a post for
0: Tulsa. Yes, that's what I'm saying. We're going to do a pre for Tulsa, and then the pulse post for Tulsa will sprinkle in a little PGA preview. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be ready to rock. That
1: sounds freaking awesome. I'm just excited um, because, like I said, um, you know, Gooch goes back to back. Can Gooch go for a three-peat? There's actually a meetup for Gooch at one of the bars in Tulsa on the 7th, and I'm trying to motivate myself to go up there. Really? The only reason why I say motivate myself is because it's a three-hour drive. Uh, So, Yeah. Well, not three hours, it's an hour and a half if I'm drunk. So uh, drunk driving, yay. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> an hour tickets. and a half each way? Yeah, an hour and a half each way.
0: Okay, that's not that bad. Three hours each way, I would say, hell no. Yeah. You know, but, you know, you don't want to drive and then get drunk and then be like, fuck, huh? I'm going to get home, you know? Well, more than that, I
1: mean, you know, I always wonder about these, meet, these, these fan type meetups, like how big is it going to be? How, yeah. pop, how pushy is it going to be? I, I'm going to probably go up there though. Cause I know Sam Humphries who does the 73rd, the 73rd hole podcast will be up there. And I've been wanting to talk with him for a while. Cause he does, you know, we're, we're Oklahomans. And so yeah. it's, it's a, Oklahoma is a funny place, man. We have a lot of golfers. We have a very low uh, state average handicap and the world record for lowest round ever was shot in Oklahoma. Really? Uh, what is it? Yeah. It's a 55 and it was Holy shot shit. at Riverside Riverside Golf Course in Edmond by Ryan Gibson who actually won a D- a Corn Ferry Tour event this year. Is it an easy course or Well, so most courses in Oklahoma I will say are easy. Not no, very I say easy flat obviously. No, no, no. no. So Oklahoma is very funny. Okay. So you got to understand that Oklahoma, we have a crap load of wind. We are, we are literally Scotland without,
0: um, good views. Yeah. Didn't you have a tornado warning there and your, your clubs got, your, your new telemates got, uh, held up because of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: So you got to understand like, um, we, we are, when we have zero wind in Oklahoma, our courses are designed to be completely defenseless without wind. So if I go out and play on a, on a zero wind day, like I did today,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I shot 200 today. Really? Yeah. Yes. But I, if I go out the, tomorrow, like, so actually, um, last week played in a tournament, same course, same tee box, 86. Wow. So I'm just saying like, it's, yeah. that's how it works in Oklahoma youth. Uh, we have, we'll have random 25 to 30 mile an hour winds all day, every day. And then we'll have days where it's completely defenseless. And that's why the lowest round was shot in Oklahoma, because our no courses wind. are totally defenseless
0: hmm. with no wind. Crazy. Where I'm, I'm on Long Island. So like a lot of the courses I play on the South shore of like Linksy. Mm-hmm. And then if you get to the middle of the shore, it's more like, you know, but honestly I would love, you know, that's, that's why I'm excited to go to Pinehurst. Cause like I've only played here, Florida and the Caribbean. That's it. And, my whole, and and like Jersey and, and Minnesota, but like Minnesota, I can, you know, that's similar to here, except you're just looking at mountains instead of, you know, water. But <laughs> I'm interested to see what Pinehurst has for me. And then, you know, I definitely want to explore more. So
1: let us know in the chat you're over under for uh, Dixie's handicap in Pinehurst. Yeah,
0: we'll do that. We'll do that um, next week. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit because <laughs> honestly... Pinehurst number two. If I break a hundred, I'll be happy.
1: Hey, yeehaw! Yeah. Um, I, uh, the sad thing is, you're you're walking at Pinehurst number two, aren't
0: you? No, no. We got we got Carpath only. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I, I'm I'm too lazy for that shit, man. I, I took a card every time. They actually called me this week and said, "Oh, do you want a caddy?" I'm like, "No, I thought it was Carpath only." And she's like, "It is." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I don't need the caddy." But now I'm thinking about maybe I should get a caddy. You I'm want the, the caddy. caddy? Yeah. they will the tell caddy. me like how where to putt. You know, like the yeah. the greens and lay up here stay away from that you know a little course knowledge
1: yeah and I also like to help you not break like a certain like course rule When I say like course rule I don't mean like like hey you can't putt from there No, but what I mean like etiquette stuff like yep. hey you uh you you know you don't want to be that guy who skulls the hole because you dug your ball out with your putter I don't yeah. think you do that Diggsie but no.
0: you know you never know some of people man <laughs> yeah but yeah it's just me and me and one other buddy so we could get one caddy between us and he could keep us going you know gotcha well so uh, yeah i want to hear about that for sure Definitely. but yeah but All yeah, right, man, yeah that does it for this week um we'll be back next week monday we'll be coming out tuesday again follow us on twitter I'll, we'll keep you updated and uh anything you want to finish with
1: life is good in the hood have
0: fun see you guys in tulsa yes we'll see you at tulsa we'll give you a recap a few days before again as always follow us on Twitter at 54 Live Pod, subscribe, rate, review. We're 52nd in the US Apple Podcasts, let's get to the top 40 Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, yeah, that does it. I'm Digsies and 54 Live Podcast for Jake. We are out. Later. Peace.